global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. I'm Doug Christner in New York, 47 past the hour. Let's get you caught up on market action. Kind of a mixed picture. Many of the computer-related stocks are weighing on the NASDAQ composite. It's off about two-tenths of one percent right now. Some of the defensive names, though, are pushing to the upside, like telecom and utilities. And as a result, the S&P 500 is up just about two-tenths of one percent. Dow, with a similar gain, higher by two-tenths of one percent. Berkshire Hathaway taking a near 10 percent stake in the real estate investment trust Store Capital Corp. Store Capital shares right now better by 10 percent. Rite Aid stock trading higher by more than 10% at this hour. This is after the M&A news outlet CTFN speculated. It's more likely than not that the FTC is going to approve Rite Aid's merger with Walgreens. Waymo reaching an agreement with Avis Budget Group to manage its fleet of autonomous vehicles. Avis shares right now better by more than 9%. And uh, the Chinese delivery firm Best Inc. has filed for an IPO here in the States. Best is backed by the e-commerce giant Alibaba in in fact, most of what uh, Best ends up delivering is coming from Alibaba. Uh, initially, they're going to look at an offering size of around $750 million, although that is subject to change. Some weak economic news. We were talking about the factory orders number earlier, uh, weighing a bit on uh, the bonds uh, with the U.S. 10-year Treasury dropping in yield. Uh, we are up a bit right now. We had been as low as 2.12, right now trading 2.13 on the U.S. 10-year note. And the WTI crude oil stabilizing after uh, five weekly losses for the active contract that were trading 43.36 on the first trading day of the week. Let's get back to Bloomberg Markets now with Oliver and Carol. All right, Doug Krisner, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. Yeah, a lot of immigrants are wondering about that and just folks from outside the United States in terms of travel coming into the U.S., whether they're at the right place at the wrong time, that kind of stuff. The U.S. Supreme Court, of course, partially lifting orders blocking President Trump's travel ban, but they did narrow the directive. And the court's going to hear this appeal in the fall. The president calling the ruling a clear victory. The ACLU saying it will go to the October hearing with the upper hand. So two different perspectives. Let's get some perspective, though, on what uh, today's decision means. With us, Kimberly Robinson, Supreme Court reporter at Bloomberg BNA from uh, Arlington, Virginia, on the phone and in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, our own Eric Larson, U.S. legal reporter here at Bloomberg News. Kimberly Lee, uh, you're here with Oliver Rennick and myself. Let's kick it off with you. Tell me exactly what the decision was and what it means. Well, as you mentioned, the decision, uh, the Supreme Court agreed to hear the merits of these cases, which it will, it will do in October. Um, until then, the, the court also reinstated much of the executive order limiting travel for immigrants from some predominantly Muslim countries, um, but it's unclear uh, what the scope of, of that order was, uh, in part because the Supreme Court not only uh, refused to allow the executive order to go into effect against the plaintiffs in these cases, but it used some ambiguous language um, refusing to lift the stay uh, for people who have a bona fide connection to the U.S. It's really unclear how broad that is or what meets those uh, that definition, and it's something we're, have to, we're going to have to see going forward. Since the phrase uh, was used repeatedly by George Clooney and, oh, brother, where art thou, bona fide. <laughs> so I guess that brings in the question, how is that defined, uh, Eric Larson, and does this sort of set up a situation where now there's a whole other 
set of language we have to navigate. I mean, is bona fide a legal term? You know, I'm I'm not really sure. I'm sure that it, that it probably is, <laughs> but I think that a lot of lawyers are probably asking themselves that right now. And we have some experts uh, weighing in that said this uncertainty could we lead to a wave of litigation, fresh litigation. We are thought that all these lawsuits perhaps were winding their way down, and it could be starting all over again. It remains to be seen. But uh, three of the dissenting justices even said that uh, in their dissent that they they should have let the travel ban go into effect in its entirety, completely. One of the reasons being that they thought that it would be unworkable to have this slightly narrowed version. Um, and because it could lead to chaos. Uh, so I think we're going to learn a lot about that in the coming days. Well, uh, you know, you do wonder about some of the discussion uh, that went on. I mean, you know, Kimberly, you know, based on the members of the Supreme Court, are you surprised at how this decision came out? I was a little surprised, um, but mostly due to the ambiguous language. But to me, it does reflect that there's some disagreement among the justices. Justice Thomas, in his dissenting opinion, um, as well as the president, has, has called this decision unanimous in that, you know, all justices would have voted to uh, lift this stay. But we really don't know if that's true. Um, we just know that the justices didn't uh, – only three justices noted their dissent. The others decided not to make any dissent public. Um, but the language that they used seems to suggest that there's um, some disagreement uh, over over uh, the merits of this travel ban case. Uh, and I don't think that this is the situation where all the justices are on the same page. Eric, I think one of the biggest questions here, of course, at the heart of this was whether or not it is uh, discriminatory, discriminatory based on religion uh, and where Donald Trump's own personal comments were factored into uh, earlier decisions on whether or not this would hold. We saw a few different justifications for the travel ban being stopped. One of them was economic impact. Another was directly addressing uh, what Trump's own words might say in terms of incriminating the reasoning behind this. Do we know where this sets it up in terms of what might be the point that keeps this from uh, actually being enacted or being held up? Uh, you know, I, I don't think that what, what came out today really points to where the court will go on that. That's why this uh, this hearing in October uh, is going to be such a blockbuster. People are going to want to see the evidence from basically these two different cases that were decided against the president in the Fourth and the Ninth Circuit, but on different reasons, um, are, are all going to be consolidated and uh, we'll have everything from the religious discrimination, Trump's comments on the campaign trail about Muslims, uh, to, like you said, the economic impact and also uh, the question of whether Trump had overstepped his authority mm-hmm. uh, in the immigration law by not defining exactly how these six countries were a threat. So the Supreme Court has a wide array of uh, legal questions to ask during this this hearing, and I think uh, we'll all be watching it very closely. So, um, Eric, is this a win for the president? I mean, it seems to be. I, yeah, I mean, I think, he tweeted yes, but I'm yes. just curious, from a legal perspective, is this considered a win? Uh, it, from his perspective, it definitely is. It gives him something to tweet about. It gives him some good headlines. Uh, you know, nine to nine zero is 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 a pretty good headline to to have. So, uh, but not everyone agrees. The ACLU says that this link to U.S. persons is very clear for their plaintiffs. So, mm-hmm. from their point of view, their plaintiffs have won uh, for now and will not be impacted. And 
Obviously, a lot of people in these six countries are going to have connections to U.S. persons, um, you know, that may be up for debate what the, exactly the, the definition is and where, where it goes. But a lot of people definitely are, are going to be happy about this, but they're, but it's not, it's not everyone that either side wanted, so. Kimberly, where did uh, Neil Gorsuch play a role here? Do we know what exactly the uh, president's appointee uh, might might fall on this? Well, there are a lot of questions, actually, about uh, how he would come out uh, during his confirmation hearings. He refused to answer those. Today we got um, the answer, though. He joined uh, the dispensing justices in saying that the ban should be lifted in its – or the halt on the ban should be lifted in its entirety. Um, so – Looks like, uh, it, at least in, in that part of the case, we, we did get a definitive answer on where uh, Gorsuch stands. And so what's the next step, Kimberly? Just got 20 seconds, so we just have to wait till October. Well, we'll, we'll wait till October, and we'll have to ask if the, if the case is moved by then, uh, given that the 90-day period will have run. And let me just ask you, Eric, just quickly, 20 seconds. I mean, is it clear enough so that people coming in and out of the airports from other countries, is this going to be clear for, I think, immigration officials and so on? I don't think so. I think there's at least a potential for a little bit of chaos at the airport starting now. Interesting. Uh, Another step. We'll see what happens. Uh, Kimberly Robinson, Supreme Court reporter, Bloomberg BNA, on the phone from Arlington, Virginia, along with Eric Larson, our U.S. legal reporter uh, at Bloomberg News, uh, joining us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Coming up on the other side of the break, a check on your top business stories, an update on trading. Carol Master, Oliver Rennick, right here on Bloomberg Radio.